Welcome to the Proper Villains Podcast, where every two weeks, this mother-daughter duo brings you mysteries, thrillers, and more. Welcome back to Proper Villains. This is Robin Englehart Bagley, and I am so ready for Christmas. And this is Caitlin Bagley. And we actually are on our second round of recording because Finn would not leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, he, he was um, really excited to be in here for today's book, perhaps because they share a similar name. Yes, Finley. Yeah. Finley. Well, Finn is just Finn, but... They call her Finn. True, true, they do. But so. he, unlike Bones, he would not lay down and go to sleep. He kept talking and walking around. Yeah, so he was a little noisy. And then he wanted to leave, so... We so let him out. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about Finley Donovan is Killing It. Which was your current read last episode. Yes, by El Cusmano. Yes. And I'm almost done. I'm almost done. It was a really crazy week. I was hoping to have this done. <sighs> but I think I'm far enough along that we can discuss the meat of the bones with the meat of the book without spoiling it for me mm-hmm. or the listeners. Right. Yeah, we, we're always spoiler free. So we'll, I don't think that will be a problem. And I read this months ago because I read it when it first came out. It came out uh, last February. And if you have not read it yet, it's a really good time because the sequel, Finley Donovan Knocks Him Dead, comes out this coming February. So if you're reading it soon, you won't have long to wait for the sequel. <laughs> and it's coming out in paperback in January. Right. So, you know, that that's nice. It's, you know, you don't have to buy the hardcover. So I love hardcovers though. I do too. But and also it's been enough time a lot of libraries have this too. Yes. So, but so I don't know why this never happens to me, but Finley Donovan um is a struggling writer. Yes, with a jackass of an ex husband. Completely. But her life is just honestly it's kind of a mess. And she makes a lot of questionable choices. You just have to go with it. Like her car? Like the duct tape with her child's hair. Hey, the kid wanted that. Still. You don't have to <laughs> say yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, Her life is a mess. Uh, she's a struggling writer. She's broke. She's, you know, her, her husband, her ex-husband, uh, who is engaged to another woman, is being just a total jerk. She has two small children. Yes. I'd like to say engaged to his mistress. Yes. He took over ownership of her house, so now she has a landlord of an ex-husband. She's yeah. under a mountain of debt. Yeah. She's not, I mean, she's getting pink envelopes, which is not good, because that means they're going to start shutting things off. So. Yes. And her husband is threatening to take full custody of their kids, yeah. even though he doesn't really. That new wife, new fiance, mm-hmm. sterile white carpets. You don't want a baby in there. Yeah, it's he doesn't really want the kids, but he just likes threatening her with taking them away and yes. making her life very difficult. She's a writer. She's behind on her current book, though. Yes, and she's almost going to lose her advance, which is yes. how she paid her last round of bills. Right. So she deals with, you know, she has some catastrophes in the morning. They seem to be pretty regular. Um, she gets to a meeting with her agent at a Panera. Yes. I don't, I want to say the morning was not regular because her babysitter didn't show up because her ex fired her. Oh, that's true. And didn't tell her. Yes. Didn't yeah. tell her until she's begging to know where her babysitter is. Right. So... Uh, she gets to Panera. She's meeting with her agent, 
And the duct tape I mentioned is significant because it's in the diaper bag. Yes. That she kind of uses as a purse. She takes it in the Panera with her. I know a lot of moms in my line of work that do that. Yeah. That's, that's not it, It's one bag. It's one bag. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's very normal. They're sitting in Panera. They're talking. There's a woman at a nearby table. Uh, overhears their conversation. Yes. Sees the duct tape in the bag. As they're leaving, she approaches Finley um, and offers her 50 grand to kill her husband. <laughs> oh, Patricia. Yeah. See, I've never been mistaken for a hit woman, and I'm kind of disappointed. You also don't carry around scissors in your purse and duct tape. True. I don't. And making, because to be clear, Finley writes murder mysteries. Right. Romance novels. Yeah. So she's talking about how you get rid of the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So you don't. You also don't do that. No, that's true. Because part of it was also the conversation that she and the agent were having. Yes. So and then yeah, and how so she needed more money. <laughs> she needed more money. So she's offered fifty grand, and she's like, "Well, maybe I should take the money." She's like, "Um," and she's very back and forth. How how bad is he to deserve a fifty thousand dollar hit? Mm-hmm. And. Am I desperate enough to actually go through with this? Yes. Because, I mean, she is pretty desperate. I mean, she really doesn't know what she's going to do. She's out of money and, you know, her hus- her ex-husband is just being terrible, as, as ex-husbands can be. Yes. And she's really in a bad spot. But But this is not a serious book. This is a hilarious book. This book is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, this is... You know, if you're wanting something realistic, this is not it. This is not realistic. This is wild and crazy and funny, and you're just along for the ride. Yes, because she she should have been caught, like, immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she does not. You know, for someone who um, you know, writes murder mysteries, uh, she does not cover her tracks well at Horribly. all. Horribly. She's using her own cell phone. Yeah, she's using her own cell phone. She's using her own vehicle. I mean, come on, woman. Yeah, it's it's just silly. And I'm I'm reading this thinking, well, she's going to get caught like any second. She doesn't. No, and I mean her her cop sister is around. Yeah. yeah. Her sister is a cop. That is that is fun. Yes. But the babysitter comes back, and mm-hmm. honestly, I think the only reason she has not been caught is because of Vero. Yeah, I actually think it's it's the babysitter who ends up, you know, saying, "Hey, your husband fired me." Um, but I don't I don't, you know. I, don't, I didn't like him. I, I like did, you. Yeah, he he was a jerk. Cause didn't he? He tried to sleep with her. I'll fire you if you don't sleep with me. Yeah. So he's yeah. So you see, he's a complete nutter jackass. So yes. So for room and board, she becomes Finley's live-in nanny and mm-hmm. partner in crime. Yes. And yeah, she's she's very smart, and uh, a bit I don't know a bit more pragmatic, practical than Finley. Yes. So. But but then things get crazy, crazy, and because there are some very bad people in this book. Yes, there are villains, and Finley is not one of them. And things get kind of dark, and they get they get very quickly out of control. Yes, and she doesn't really know. She is caught up in it, and she's freaking out like all the time because she doesn't know what to do. Yeah. However. This whole crazy escapade is a really good plot for a book. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So then she starts writing this book. And uh, so she starts down this path, and then she's also writing about it 
and she's trying not to get caught. But also, she needs to see it through to the end because she needs to know how to finish the book. Because her agent also thinks it's a phenomenal plot for a yes. book. The agent yes. thinks she's just hit her brilliance and deserves like a multi-million dollar book deal. Yeah. And she's just trying not to kill a person. Yeah, it's it's bananas. So I just, I don't know how much more we can say without spoiling it. There's there's some dog shelter stuff. Yes, they're, except they, um, they're not very nice to the shelter people, but yeah. it, they try. They try, yeah. And there, there are some wild things. The Russian mob shows up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you got the mob, an animal shelter gone wild, a four-year-old cutting off her own hair and using duct tape to put it back on. You have the, and then you have the baby. And the baby covered in maple syrup. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's crazy. So it's such a fun. So if you're looking for something light, uh, maybe, you know, during the holidays, you don't want to like have something that's too meaty or too deep this would be a really good choice yeah yeah and i can't wait for the second one to come out (laughs) so i think a lot of people all of us are like what is finley because it ends on you don't know this yet it ends on a cliffhanger you read the end and you're like what what i need to read the second book now and of course i read this like almost you know after it came out so i've been waiting a long time to see what happens next Oh, no, I need to go. I, we need to end this. I need to go read. <laughs> we can't end it yet. So. <laughs> but uh, but because it is nearly Christmas, yes, um, I decided to bring a couple of holiday-themed books. Okay. So we're going to do two. Well, one is a short story and one is a book, but they're Agatha Christie, so they're fairly short. The first one is Hercule Poirot's Christmas. And uh, we have, this was written uh, between the wars, you know, Golden Age of Mystery. And it references Macbeth, which I love. Ooh. But we have a English country manor house and a locked room mystery. Like everyone's locked in the same room? No. The person who dies was locked in the room by himself. Ooh. And then he is dead. Because they have to unlock the, the room to get in to see what happened. And we have a... a a family, a rather extended, far-flung family coming for Christmas together. Uh, the patriarch, who is elderly, is Simeon Lee, and he is the one. It's not a spoiler. He dies pretty quickly. Uh, he's the one who was killed. And now all of his sons are here, as well as a granddaughter from uh, his daughter who was dead, and uh, plus a a visitor from a distant land who used to um well he's a grandson of someone that worked with old mr lee so we have this as christy does well a rather large cast of characters they're all in the house together so you know that one of them is the killer I'm getting knives but, out vibes but who yeah that's well that's why knives out is a you know a tribute to agatha christie because she did this really well Oh, okay. So uh, we also have a an old butler, Tresillian. Uh So yeah, there's there's a lot of fun stuff that goes on with this. So, and I love a locked room mystery. So it makes it a lot more difficult to solve. Yep. And but you know, it's like you know, the the murderer is one of these like eight people because there's absolutely no one else it could be. Yeah. So okay, but that you said you had a second thing. Yes, which is a short story, also Agatha Christie, The Adventure of the Christmas Pudding. I have read this one. 
And this one is quite fun. It is. So again, English Country Manor House. Uh, but this is not actually a murder mystery. Right. This is a stolen jewel mystery. Yes. So, but we have um, Hercule Poirot going to a country manor house, King's Lacey, uh, to track down a missing jewel. Ooh. And it is it is a short story, and it's one of my favorites. I actually tend to read this every December. I so. read it in, what, freshman English? So it's been a while since I've read it. We're talking high school freshman yeah, English. So. But I remember it being very good. Yes. And it's it's very entertaining, and this one's quite lighthearted because you know there's you know, there's not a murder in it, so it's very lighthearted. <laughs> um, and of course, it it really celebrates the heavy quotes, good old fashioned English Christmas. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, and this is right after this was written in the twenties, so this is very soon after World War One. Okay. And one thing you you notice about some of the books that she was writing or stories that she was writing at this time is there's kind of a missing generation because mm -hmm. there's the grandparents and then the grandkids. Oh. But the war really did, I mean, World War One killed so many people mm -hmm. that there really is like a missing generation there. Yeah. Uh, so that is very evident in this book uh, that there's just, you know, a lot of kids that were raised by their grandparents. Oh. So... Uh, but yes, it's, um, but it doesn't, it's not, it's not, you know, like melancholy or anything like that. But just that is something just something to be noticed. Yeah, something that you note. Like, where are all the people in their 40s and they're dead? So, you know. uh, but yeah, it's very entertaining. Great Christmas reading, very light and short. There we go. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, our currently reading. What are you currently reading? Finley Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> I am also going back via audiobook um, Moriarty by Anthony Horowitz. Yes. Okay. Um, I know we are planning that for a future episode. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm listening to the audiobook and wow, it's, I forgot how dense it is. <laughs> yeah. And it, Anthony Horowitz, you explained this to me, was allowed to restart the Sherlock Holmes series. Mm -hmm. And this book focuses very specifically on the rivalry between Holmes and Moriarty. And we don't want to spoil anything, but it's pretty early into the book. It's who's dead. Mm -hmm. Is it Moriarty? Is it Holmes? Is it a completely random person? Mm -hmm. So I'm just getting back into that via audiobook. It actually has two narrators mm -hmm. um, because they have all the European accents and then they've got the harsh New York Pinkerton detective oh. accent. So it is two narrators. Yes, and they actually lead with that in the introduction, narrated by, and they list two different men. Oh, interesting. But it is actually very hard to tell which one's which. Hmm. They are very close in tone and timber, and just they're very similar. Hmm. But you can tell one is doing a lot more accents than the other. Okay. All right. What are you currently reading? I'm currently reading The Freedom Broker, uh, which is a kidnap and ransom thriller by K.J. Happ. And I think this was her debut novel. She has written some since. This was written in 2017. Okay. But I just, I was walking through the library and it was uh, up as a new book uh, that they had just acquired. I was like, oh, well, that looks interesting. The Freedom Broker. Well, also, there's a yacht on fire on the cover. That yes. would have caught my eye. Yes. And so I thought, well, that sounds interesting. And I think there would probably be, I, 
it's a it's a debut, so I think probably her more current novels are probably a little more polished. There were a few things in here. It's very fast paced, and there's there's something that we know as the reader that our main character of Thea Paris and Thea Paris is the freedom broker. She works for a private security company, and she specializes in hostage recovery. Oh, so uh, but and there's something that we the readers know that she does not. And it is a very big thing. And we find out probably 25% through the book what that is. She has no idea. So you're sitting here just like, oh my God, you know, you're doing this, but you don't know this, but there's nothing we can do about that. There are some things that seemed a little bit, um, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know if immature is the right words, but, you know, she just wasn't a polished writer. So Thea is Greek. Her dad is Greek. What's the yacht's name? The Aphrodite. What's Thea's real name? Athena. Uh, they do have a Rhodesian Ridgeback, which is what Bones, our hound, is. Yes. Uh, but his name is Aegis. I mean, it's just very, like, let's pick all the big Greek names from mythology that we can and sprinkle them through. And to me, that just seems... I don't know, a little bit lazy. <laughs> so, but get past that uh, because the the action is uh, very compelling. It's very Ooh. fast paced. There's a lot going on. They're flying all over the world. There's helicopters, there's planes, there's yachts. Uh, there's a lot of action. There's, you know, just, you know, I mean, it's a kidnap and ransom thriller. And so there is a lot of violence. Mm -hmm. So just be aware of that. And Thea kind of got into this line of work because her brother was actually kidnapped when he was 12 oh. and he was recovered, but there's a, there's a backstory there. And then her dad is, and I do not love this. Her dad is an oil magnate. So oh. I'm not, you know, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't really love that about him. Um, because you know, I just find that distasteful. So, mm -hmm. but you know, it's still, um, and very, you know, interesting book. It's a thriller. It's if you're wanting something with a lot of action, then this might be something good. Oh, and so you were reading this this morning and you just put the book down and you were like, everyone in this book is just dropping like flies. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you just don't know who's going to die next because these people are dead. These people are dead. These people are dead. It's like, okay. Well, everybody's dead. <laughs> everybody's dying. So yeah, I would be very nervous if I were in their close circle because then the circle keeps getting smaller. Yeah, so it's very exciting. So, right. Well, uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Proper Villains Books. We will be back after the holidays. Mm -hmm. We Christmas falls in our off week. Yep. So, Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy Kwanzaa. This drops after Hanukkah, but Happy Hanukkah to anyone celebrating. And let us know any holiday villains, especially if they're Hanukkah or Kwanzaa villains, because that would be interesting. That would be interesting. So I have not run across any yet. I haven't either. So if you've got one that you think we should look into, please send it. Yes. And you can email us at propervillainsbooks at gmail.com. Bye, villains. Bye.